Hey everyone, and welcome to the Bible Breakdown Podcast. In this podcast, we will be breaking down the Bible one chapter a day. Whether you are a new believer or have been following Christ for a while, we believe that you will learn something new and fresh every single day. So thank you for joining us, and let's get into breaking down the Bible together. Well, everybody, welcome back to the Bible Breakdown Podcast with your host, Pastor Brandon. Today, 2 Samuel chapter 21, and today's title would be, It's Okay to Accept Help. It's Okay to Accept Help. Do you know, one of the things I've learned is as we're kind of getting through this major conflict in the life of David, I'm learning that it is so frustrating (laughs) that life keeps moving. You know, we get through with these major conflicts in our life and major life transitions. And you ever notice that life doesn't stop? It didn't even slow down. It keeps on going. And sometimes we can have like this jet lag after what happens, only to find out that it just keeps going. And so what are we going to do? When the time comes, we're going to ask for help. That's what we're going to talk about today. But before we do any of that, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to this YouTube channel. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on the podcast. And then join with us at the Bible Breakdown Discussion on Facebook. Man, the more we dig, the more we find. And that's including today. And so if you have your Bibles, you want to open it up with me to 2 Samuel chapter 21. What we find is, is now time has passed. David has gone through the Civil War. He's come out on the other side. He finally has gotten rid of the last enemy. The kingdom is firmly in his control and life moves on. I don't know about you, but I don't know that I could have made it through all of that. Except for the Bible says, and it's the overall idea of 2 Samuel, that God qualifies the cult. God had been preparing David all of his life for these moments, and now he was able to move forward. But here's the challenge. Life doesn't stop. And I don't know about you, but I've been through moments in my life where things are difficult and I'm going through a hard time, and finally I get over those hard times, and I feel like maybe I should have a season of rest, you know? But the crazy thing is, is life still moves on. You still got to go to work. Your kids still want to, you know, progress in their life and they keep on growing and other things are happening and whatever. And sometimes you're like, man, can I just have a moment to mourn what's going on? No, still got to move forward. And so when that happens, sometimes all the time, it's okay to ask for help. We're going to see today is a famine has started happening. Now there's something else going on. And while the famine is going on, somebody else contacts David and they need some help. And so just things keep going but then watch what happens toward the end of the chapter. Let's read it together. 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 1. And let's see what God's word will say to us. Here we go. There was a famine during David's reign that lasted for three years. So David asked the Lord about it. And the Lord said, This famine has come because Saul and his family are guilty of murdering the Gibeonites. So the king summoned the Gibeonites. They were not part of Israel, but they were all that was left of the nation of the Amorites. The people of Israel had sworn not to kill them, but Saul, in his zeal for Israel and Judah, had tried to wipe them out. Pause. If you remember back in the book of Joshua, there was that time when they made a treaty with the nation of Israel. They were the ones who dressed up as though they had been from a long journey, and they tricked the nation of Israel into making a treaty with them. And so they did. They made the treaty. And so according to that treaty, they said they were not going to kill them. Well, Saul said, fooey on that. (laughs) And he went and he slaughtered almost all of them. Well, now they have to pay the price for it. So verse three, David asked them, what can I do for you? How can I make amends so that you will bless the Lord's people again? Well, money can't settle this matter between us and the family of Saul. 
neither can we demand the life of anyone in Israel. Well, what can I do then? David asked. Just tell me and I will do it for you. Then they replied, it was Saul who planned to destroy us and to keep us from having any place in all the territory of Israel. So let seven of Saul's sons be handed over to us and we will execute them before the Lord at Gibeon on the mountain of the Lord. (sighs) Well, David doesn't want to do this, of course, but what is he going to do? All right, the king said, I will do it. The king spared Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth, who was Saul's grandson, because of the oath David had made to Jonathan, and he had swore before the Lord. But he gave them Saul's two sons, Aramani and Mephibosheth. Uh, wait a minute. But he gave them Saul's two sons, Aramani and Mephibosheth, another person named Mephibosheth, whose mother was Rizpah, the daughter of Ai. He also gave them the five sons of Saul's daughter, Mariam, the son of Adriel, the son of Barzili, from Mehoahala. The men of Gibeon executed them on the mountain before the Lord, and all seven of them died together at the beginning of the barley harvest. Then Rizpah, the daughter of Ai, the mother of the two of the men, spread burlap on a rock and stayed there the entire harvest season. She prevented the scavenger birds from tearing their bodies during the day and stopped the animals from eating them at night. When David learned what Rizpah, Saul's concubine, had done, he went to the people of Jabesh-Gilead and retrieved the bones of Saul and his son Jonathan. When the Philistines had killed Saul and Jonathan at Mount Gilboa, the people of Jabesh-Gilead stole their bodies from the public square of Beth-Shan, where the Philistines had hung them. So David obtained the bones of Saul and Jonathan, as well as the bones of the men the Gibeonites had executed. Then the king ordered that they bury the bones in the tomb of Kish, Saul's father, at the town of Zelah and the land of Benjamin. After that, God ended the famine in the land. Now pause. What a horrible situation that David is in. And that's one of the reasons why we always need to pray for our leaders and pray for God to give them wisdom. Because so many times, like I'm sure happens in your life all the time, when you're in leadership, it's not usually a right decision and a wrong decision. It's a hard decision or a harder decision. It's difficult or more difficult. And there's no easy answers. You imagine David didn't want to do this, but what is he supposed to do? And so it's either hard or double hard. And so we always need to pray for our leaders because there's no telling what there's, what's going on in their personal life. And then when they come into this situation, it's complex and it's difficult. And David is continuing to have to process this after having to process all the stuff that's happened in his personal life. But then let's move on and let's see what we're supposed to do. Verse 15. Once again, there was war with Israel. And David and his men were in the thick of the battle. David became weak and exhausted. Ishbi, Benob, was a descendant of the giants. His bronze spearhead weighed more than seven pounds, and he was armed with a new sword. He, was, he had cornered David and was about to kill him. But Abishai, the son of Zariah, came to David's rescue and killed the Philistine. Then David's men declared, you are not going out to battle with us again. Why risk snuffing out the light of Israel? After this, there was another battle against the Philistines at Gob. They fought Shabishai from Hushiah and killed Saph, another of the descendants of the giants. During another battle at Gob, Elanai, the son of Jair from Bethlehem, killed the brother of Goliath of Gath. The handle of his spear was as thick as a weaver's beam. In another battle with the Philistines at Gath, they encountered a huge man with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, 24 in all, who was also a descendant of the giants. That's For some reason, that's really weird to me. All right, But when he defiled and taunted Israel, he was killed by Jonathan, the son of David, brother Shimei. 
These four Philistines were descendants of the giants of Gath, but David and his warriors killed them. So what do we get out of this? That when the time came, David accepted help. It was okay to accept help. And when he accepted help, the army was able to move forward and be successful. So what can we get out of this chapter? First of all, to realize that, man, we never know the story that other people are going through. Do you imagine the horrible position that David was in? He's still having to reconcile that he's lost at least two of his sons, that he's had these battles that's happened. He, he lost his kingdom for a while. He got his kingdom back and all these things are happening. And now there's this famine that's happened. It's just, it's just always something, always something. Everyone's got a story and we don't always know all the details. But there comes a time when we get weary from battle, we get weary from doing life, that it's okay to accept help. And if we're willing to accept help, it really will help the kingdom of God move forward. It was after David was willing to accept help that they were able to defeat these descendants of these giants. And so I want to encourage you today, as you go through life and you just go after one battle after another after another, man, God is faithful and God is moving in your life. But along the way, we're going to get weary. We're going to feel tested. We're going to feel weak. It's okay in those moments to ask for help and to realize that God really is with us and it's okay for other people to help us along the journey. I want to say this today, that if somebody asks you how you're doing, don't just say fine and move on. Tell them. And maybe the Lord has put that on their heart to ask because it's okay to sometimes ask for help. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your kindness. Thank you, God, that you're with us. I pray, God, that you will help us, Lord, to have the courage to know when we need help and to realize, God, that you've put people around us so that we can find the help that we need. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. What God's word says in 2 Samuel chapter 7, your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. That's what God wants, is he wants to have a house and he wants to move in our life in such a way that we have an eternal legacy with him. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for 2 Samuel chapter 22.